If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment right now. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to the show, share it with a friend or family member, and leave a review. We love to see them. It helps to make the show better. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Office Flip-Flops podcast. My name is Francesca Zampaglione, and I am an entrepreneur, confidence builder, resilience connoisseur, and a lover of all things coffee. Each week, we'll bring you inspirational people and messages that will guide you to unleashing the best version of yourself. Let's dive in. Maya Angelou has said, as soon as healing takes place, go out. Go out and heal somebody else. My friends, welcome to this week's episode of Office Flip Flops. I'm Francesca. I am your host. And yes, today's show is about healing. I have an incredible guest here with me today, Dr. Beth Dupree, who is so humble. You know, her work just blows my mind. She has 35 years of experience in surgical care. But here's the difference between her and other surgeons. She's so passionate about advocating for her patients and promoting the true healing of the body, mind, and the spirit of, and soul of all of her patients. She's co-founder of Inner Still. You might remember the name of that company from a previous episode with Ellen Ito. That was episode 83, and I'll link that in the show notes. We spoke about you know calming the vagus nerve for anxiety. Beth is a co-founder of Interstill and the chief medical officer of Interstill. But we don't talk about all that fancy stuff. We talk about how she feels and promotes healing for her patients, how she helps transform them to the other side of healing. My friends, without further ado, the amazing and brilliant and talented Dr. Beth Dupree. My friends, I am so fortunate today to have an incredible person on the show my beautiful friend, Beth Dupree, please introduce your wonderful self to the audience. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, yes. My name is Beth Dupree. I am a integrative medicine physician, board certified general surgeon, have been practicing all aspects of general surgery and at the beginning of my career and specialized in diseases of the breast in the last 20 years of my career. And I think one of the most important things to know about me is that I'm a healer that chose to be a physician. I just got to be a very well-respected thought leader in the world of breast cancer care. And um, I'm continuing on this journey. Yeah. Thank you so much. So you, you studied and practiced in Philadelphia, which is where I am, but right now you are in Arizona in, with the work that you do, correct? Correct. Yeah. I, I started in Philly and spent my, you know, my first 30 years in, you know, Bucks mm. County and Montgomery County, um, working with, through the University of Pennsylvania, training surgical oncology fellows. Um, wow. And I came to Arizona in 2017 because I just felt called to be in this, in the Southwest. Wow. And it's beautiful out there and you have a beautiful view, which we can't show right now because the sun is shining behind you. But Beth, you mentioned something, you are a healer, right? At first and foremost, let's talk about that a little bit more and how you help people and what brought you to that space. So healing is something that almost everybody needs in one way or another, whether it's healing from the loss of a loved one, whether it's healing from um, adverse childhood events, whether it's healing from past life events, whether it's healing from cancer or a disease. 
And right. the my my role as a surgeon, when I was trained in Philly at Einstein, um, we were taught to you know to cut a securo to use our scalpel to cut out cancer or to cut out a, a you know abnormal gallbladder to fix a hernia was how we healed patients. And I learned that skill, which I had to have that physical skill, that knowledge, that that wisdom. I had to gain that wisdom and how to care for patients surgically. But what I learned along that journey was that the most important piece of what I did with patients was that energetic connection that I made, not just to put them through an operation, but to get them to the other side where they felt healthy, whole, and complete. And that eventually led me to my breast cancer practice because breast cancer is a very visible disease physically from, you know, the potential loss of hair during chemo or the loss of a breast, you know, from a mastectomy. Um, It was a very, it's a very, uh, very deeply um, spiritual journey for a woman or a man to go through when they're diagnosed with cancer. So I kind of, you know, cut my teeth honestly as a healer by being a very respected surgeon in my field. Yeah, absolutely. And and you shared with me your CV, which is an extensive list of the work that you've done. Like kudos to you and thank you for everyone in, in the world that's had contact with you because you are truly divinely um, talented. And we talked a little bit in the green room also, Beth, about these three companies that you're working with um, today, if you will, you're working with all of them. And, the, and the healing that they provide. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, I came into, uh, I've been working in med tech for years as I've worked with multiple different companies through my work as a surgeon, developing, helping to develop surgical tools that made surgeons jobs um, easier and made the, made the path for patients um, more, um, more smooth. I mean, a smoother path from diagnosis to treatment, whether it was a biopsy device or, a high-tech technology for focused treatment. And uh, over a decade ago, I was introduced to um, a wonderful, brilliant scientist, Dr. Yakov Katznelson, who's got 40 years experience in using um, transcranial uh, stimulation, using stimulation to the brain, very, very low current to bring about um, an alleviation of anxiety, depression, insomnia. And he started that work because when he was in Russia in the 1980s, there was a, a deficit of analgesia, which is pain medicine. So he was trying to use the body's own mechanism to create that pain medicine without putting wow. a drug in a body. And wow. fast forward now to 2000, you know, 2023, we're going to be using one of his technologies that stimulates the vagus nerve to help study whether or not we can use this to help people who have an addiction to drugs or alcohol to be able to get off the drugs and alcohol. Because if your body can raise your own levels of, you know, internal endorphins and, and, and serotonin and pain medicine, right. You could potentially have a path to get off those, those medicines. So that's one company, which I am very passionate about because I've used it over the years to help my breast cancer patients with um, you know, anxiety and depression and, and the ability to be able to help someone through something like that is, 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 it's just, it's indescribable because sure. you watch someone transform in front of you. 
Um, mm. Another company that I got involved with has a um, non-narcotic pain patch. I just submitted our paper um, for signal relief to the Journal of Pain because to have an alternative to a narcotic for someone after surgery, imagine the number of people that could be potentially spared that ping on those receptors for addiction. Right. And wow. uh, the third company that I work with, um, it's called Gateway Sciences, is a company that's utilizing currently ketamine therapy for depression. We can use ketamine therapy to decrease the amount of morphine that someone's taking when they're in the um, palliative care and their hospice care where they can have a heightened sense of awareness but still have their pain diminished. And right. that company is also uh, how I got involved with them was because of my training in psychedelic therapy, because I believe there was a huge place for plant medicine in this next chapter of healthcare for um, multiple different indications. And um, fat, you know, the, the final company that I'm working with, it's not even a company, it's um, a Shiv Yoga, which is working with um, two beautiful Indian healers that I have met over the years. The, I guess you would, in, in this country, people would call them yogis. Um, yep. Ishan Shivanand has done research using breath work to treat anxiety, mm. depression, and insomnia. So to me, they all fit together because not everybody is going to respond to the same modality. We may need to use multiple modalities to get someone sure. from what I consider floundering in their life to flourishing in their life, which is um, a um, Ellen Ito, our CEO of uh, yep. Interstell Health, who, which is how we met, you know, they, yep. he likes to use floundering to flourishing where we're all in that state of flux. And yeah. I believe that having multiple tools in that toolbox is going to give us the opportunity to help individuals with their personalized journey to really heal. Mm. It's such great work, which is, yes, why we met, why we connected and it's something that everybody needs, right, Beth? Because it's not just someone with a diagnosis. It's, it's like you said in the very beginning, we all have things that have happened in our lives, past lives, whatever, that we need to address to heal, to move forward and feel good about ourselves and feel safe. I, I just hear this resounding theme. Yes, it's healing, but it's also feeling safe with who we are and the approaches that we can take to take care of ourselves, right? Absolutely. And I, you know, one of the things that I, I'm really grateful for is in the training that I've been doing through um, CIIS and synthesis in, in psychedelic therapy, I really dove into learning about adverse childhood events and how they affect people. And as a surgeon, that was not, that was not a question that I would typically ask a patient right. uh, like right. to do an ACEs score. But when you look statistically at how adverse childhood events affect depression, anxiety, suicidality, and cancer, the increased wow. incidence of cancer. So I, I'm really taking kind of, I'm kind of reframing how I look at disease, disease progression, disease initiation, and how we can best help treat our, um, our patients in Western medicine, where this isn't about throwing up the baby with the bathwater. If you've got a hot gallbladder, you need to have surgery. If you've got breast cancer, you need to have surgery and potentially chemo and radiation. But it's about when that physical plane of the body has been treated. If we do not go back and address those other issues that are kind of 
now exposed through this diagnosis of cancer, right. then we're not really addressing the whole person. We're not actually helping that individual heal at a right. soul level. And right. that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't mean that I've given up my Western medical degrees. I am, you know, I, I stay current in everything. But what I'm trying to look at is, you know, how we can best help each individual along that path to healing. And that yeah. was where my integrative medicine and, and the in, in breast cancer care in particular, we look very closely at survivorship, not just treating the cancer, but how do you go from getting past your physical breast cancer into surviving it? And then more importantly, thriving after breast cancer. How do you, how are you able to find a new normal? How are you able to pack up some of that stuff in the past and be right. able to reframe it and look at it differently? And that's why all of these different tools are so important because this isn't one size fits all, just like your mannequin back there. She doesn't right. wear the same size outfit as another mannequin. And that's right. <laughs> what outfit she put on, puts on may not fit her as well as somebody else. Right. Oh, I so appreciate that because yes, we're all individual and, um, but the approach is, doesn't end with the surgical procedure. It goes to the mental state and how important it is to have a belief system that we can heal, right. And supporting that and engaging Absolutely. with that and, and really embracing that as part of the healing process. Right. So if we were to leave the guests with a tidbit of advice. I mean, you have, it's like, is it being open-minded to other therapies? What can we offer today, Beth, that um, our average listener can say, you know what, that inspired me to take care of myself a little bit more or pay attention to meditation because it's so important to that. What would you, what would you advise today? I think that each and every person that's listening should um, take a step back, sit down, Take a deep breath and look at, look at your life, look at where you are in your life, look at how you treat yourself, how you treat other people around you, how you treat your family. Um, and we all have opportunities for improvement. I've always said that with my patients when they're diagnosed with cancer, I don't point out the things that are wrong. I try to focus on what's right and then look at the opportunities for improvement in how you exercise how you sleep, what you eat, um, how often you get outside in nature and connect with nature. And then realize that there are so many other ways to deal with and to heal anxiety, depression, insomnia, and to get to a place where you don't jump to your regular doctor to say, what pill can I take to fix this? Because pills are oftentimes very necessary in a short term, but in the long term. run, yeah. in the long run, you know, if we just treat the symptom, which is what a lot of pharmaceuticals do, we're not actually going back to the root cause. So that doesn't mean that when someone is in the ER and they have suicidal ideation, they need a medication. And right now that medication would most likely be ketamine because we know how well it works for acute suicidal ideation. Right. But that person doesn't necessarily stay on that for the rest of their lives. They then can go to a place where they can address why are they depressed? What is it in their life that needs to be repacked and reframed? And that's where these other modalities of breath work and psychedelic therapy. I mean, MDMA and psilocybin will most likely 
um, be rescheduled in the U.S. over the next 24 months. Hopefully sooner than that. They just, it just happened in Australia. July of this year, Australia practitioners that are appropriately trained are going to be able to use MDMA and psilocybin for uh, depression and anxiety. So look for clinical trials right now. Look for opportunities to explore other avenues than just taking something to treat the symptom. Think about going back to that root cause. And that's, that's where I have gotten to in cancer care right now, where, you know, we're working in survivorship to how do we prevent something else from happening? Looking at yep. diet, looking at exercise, and really looking at our mental fitness. It is our mental wellness yeah. that we really need to focus on because I, um, I, I used to do medical missions to Haiti um, until all of the, the chaos there. And I learned a saying there called Sante Se Richesse, which was, our health is our greatest of wealth. Mm. And I have reframed that to our mental health and wellness is our greatest of health because if we are not mentally well and, and have a, a state of wellness, it's impossible to care for our bodies. It's impossible to care for our jobs. It's impossible to care for our families and the people around us. So yep. I think that focus on mental wellness really has to become that primary focus as we move forward. Wow. What an incredible golden nugget of advice there. I, I'm not even going to restate it because it was so well stated. Yes, our mental wellness is our entire being of wellness. Um, you've done some incredible retreats. I know you have some speaking engagements lined up. Do you have a particular piece of clothing or accessory that makes you feel amazing? Like, How does it make you feel and why would you reach for that? So I actually have it on. Oh, yay. What and is it? You, it is a, can you hear I it? I love it. It's a beautiful pendant. It is a um, tiny Tibetan bell. Mm. I believe it was made out of, from a Tibetan uh, um, idea. It's a, it's a beautiful gold bell. My girlfriend, Lynn Dever, who's an integrative pediatrician and her husband, Jim gave me this for my 60th birthday. Lynn has several of these and it's, it's a sound that I, I don't hear the sound very easily, but there are people that are really tuned in and they can hear mm. it. Wow. And I, I love that. I love it because of what it represents to me is when you are silent and you're, you're sitting in that space with yourself. If you take the time, you can hear that tiny little bell as a reminder, you know, of that level set of taking time to be quiet, taking time to um, really center yourself um, before you move on to the day. Oh, wow. Ooh, my heart is so full with that. That was so beautiful. What a awesome connection to your work and that piece. Um, this was so enlightening for me, refreshing, and I'm hoping it touches so many people. But if someone wanted to continue the conversation with you, Beth, where's the best place for them to find you? Every link to everything that I do is on my website at uh, drbethdupree.com. Great. Um, in Instagram, Twitter, it, it's, all, it's all out there because People can go through Squarespace and, and uh, send a message through the, the website. And uh, I do eventually get to all of them. Sometimes a lot come in at once, uh, but I've uh, it's, it's just a great way to stay connected. All right. Wonderful. I will put that link in the show notes because I think everyone should have this connection with you because you're such an incredible, amazing being. Thank you so much for your time today, Beth. I hope you have an incredible day. It started out beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. 
I am so grateful that Beth took the time out of her busy schedule to share her wisdom with us today, right? You know, we didn't even have the chance to talk about her incredible book, so I'm going to share it with you now and put a link in the show notes. It's called The Healing Consciousness, A Doctor's Journey to Healing. My friends, if you have a moment, please pick up a copy. You will not be disappointed. So here are my top three takeaways of my time with Beth today. Number one, Healing is something that everyone needs in one way or another, whether it's from a loss of a loved one, adverse childhood events, past life events, or cancer and disease. Number two, using multiple modalities help us get from a floundering to a flourishing, right? So we're all in that state of flux and may need multiple tools in our toolbox. And number three, when the physical plane of the body has been treated, If we do not go back and address those other issues that are now exposed, then we're not addressing the whole person. We're not helping the individual heal at a soul level. My friends, here's your challenge between now and next week as advised by Beth today. So take a step back, sit down and take a deep breath. Look at your life and see how you treat yourself and everyone around you. We all have opportunities for improvement, right? So focus on what's right rather than what's wrong and look for opportunities there. Realize that there are so many other ways to deal and to heal from anxiety, depression, and insomnia. My friends, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. I hope today's episode inspired you. Make sure you check out the show notes with the important links for my guest. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend via text or on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was on social media. I love hearing the feedback from you and it helps make this show better. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you matter, you are not alone, and to stay inspired by what you heard today. Thank you.